Hello and welcome to the end of Marvel Movie Marathon. That's oh not my- true. We have Black Panther. How dare you? We're not, we're we not doing Black Panther. My God. We oh. talked about this. Right, my yeah. God. I mean, it's still out in theaters. We could. We don't have time. I know. Infinity War is out in, two in days. yeah, like forty-four hours. So okay, remind <laughs> me how we're do- are we going to talk about it at the end of this one? No, I think we're just going to rerun our previous Black Panther episode. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we did it, everyone. <laughs> we are here. We have watched ten, ten years of movies, years of films in less than four months. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And. Also, I'm like really emotionally uncomfortable with the fact that the MCU has existed for ten years. Like, I, I feel know. like I feel like I haven't been doing this for this long. Honestly, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that the MCU didn't start until eight years after I was out of high school, and it's been ten years since then. I know Don't think about the math. Because when I first went to see Captain America, I had no idea who Captain America was, and so the idea that there—I had a vague notion. Of his existence. Like, but before I saw that movie, I did I not. Had, I knew nothing. I, I knew nothing. So that film literally changed my life. Blew Can up say, my existence. Like, I'm a different person. I am so proud of both of you. I, like, no, that is not. I mean that in the absolute least patronizing way possible. Oh, like, it has gone from there to, like, we had comic book club to now here we are every fucking week talking about comic book tv every shows like fucking week you two have nerded it the fuck up legitimately i would have done this podcast with or without the mcu i was reading comics when i was in high school i'm mm. just saying like i didn't... you're reading barry weens and that was about Look, it i will street fight you for barry oh no Ween. no he I is a boy a genius don't get me wrong i was actually just thinking about those comics and how i think they're my favorite comics ever they're so good all time that was like Peak Judd. Well, no, it was second peak Judd winning. I'd say his run on Exiles was like peak Judd winning. That's fair. For me, it's peak Judd winning. But I get what you're saying. Anyway, the point is, I was reading though. I was reading like Ultimate Universe stuff because like the six one six was too deep for me. That was the marijuana of comics. Yeah, and I started. Next thing you know, you're just doing lines of Captain America off the Hulk (laughs) spot. I mean, this is you're talking about my life right now because it started with ultimate x-men and ultimate fantastic four and then like i am in fact doing lines of coke off of lines of captain america off of hulk's butt yeah for me i i started reading i read runaways and then i read the buffy comics and that was about it i think i read a little bit of fables and i was like maybe i don't know same i read a little bit of fables and i was like mm. but oh, then i love fables but then i went to see captain america and i was like give me more of this yes <laughs> Yo, yes please i would like mm-hmm. this in me and then we got hit by the brubaker sledgehammer Oh, yeah. And then... Our lives ended. Time bullets. Oh, my ah! God. Uh. <laughs> it's funny because I can... I can I, have, I actually have a memory of being in a comic book store, I think, to buy Buffy comics. And this was still when I was, when I was still in Illinois. So it was... Um, it was a long time ago. But it was... I think it was... <laughs> Don't do that math. I think it was right after Civil War. Because I can remember being in the shop, standing in line, and there were two guys arguing about the new Captain America, about Bucky Cap, and how oh, he was carrying wow. guns, and how they didn't think that Captain America should carry guns. And I have this distinct memory, even though at that time, that conversation meant nothing yeah, to me. It's now just in a retrospective yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my first memory of Captain America was Spider-Man's... Um, Maximum Carnage, like 14 issue crossover, which 
my parents were very chill about and drove me around to comic book shops every week Aww. so I could get all of them. And like 11 issues in, New York is just on fire. Carnage is out of I control. Right. Spider-Man is like knocked out. And then the issue just ends with like Captain America helping him up and is like, we've got this son. I'm like, who the fuck ah! is this guy? This is awesome. And then they Steve. get shit done. Ugh. Yeah, and that's also where, like... Goosebumps, I'm such a nerd. (laughs) And that's where I got my love of crossover stuff, and then it's kind of been kicked in the face recently, but, like, if you do it well... They do Their crossovers are too big. Yeah, they are. And, like, Maximum Carnage, like, it was peak 90s ridiculousness, but Mm -hmm. it was a a good contained crossover. Because you they do the full crossover. like, you would have Wolverine come in for an issue, and then he's gone. And then Captain America would be there for two issues, and then he's gone. And, like, it focused mostly on Spider-Man and Venom and their fight Mm -hmm. with Carnage, and you would just have other people drop in. So, let's talk about Thor, that (laughs) thing that we're here for. Oh my god, I love this movie so much. I think this, it's so strange because usually your first film is the most that character film, like... Iron Man 1 is the most Tony Stark of all of the Iron Man films. Mm-hmm. Like, that is peak, like, OG Tony Stark. Um, but I really feel like Thor 3 is the most Thor of all of the movies. It's the most, like, that character. Yeah. Well, I feel like he's... We see him grow over the three movies, though. Yes. Like, Thor 1, I I had forgotten, but he's, like... He's a pretty funny Thor. He's, he's low-key he funny. He is. And ha, low-key funny. Oh, um, and then Thor 2, like... He's a bit Thor funnier. Thor 2 was a mistake. It, yeah. Well, Thor 2 had a lot of problems, but yeah. he still was a funny dude in it with a good heart who was growing as a humanish being. And then Thor 3, like, he's just a comfortable guy in his body. Like, he's finally found himself. And yeah. He knows who he is, and he's fine with it. He's comfortable with, like, being from where he's from. He's he doesn't want the throne anymore. Yeah. It's not really at all his interest. He just wants to be a good person. He wants to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And I think he developed a lot of that by being with the Avengers. Before, he wanted to be a warrior. But then he spent some time with the Avengers. He watched what it is to take care of people. Yeah, and yeah, And to for stand sure. in front of people. And so that's what this is about, is all the lessons he's learned from working with other people. And this is him going, I want to be the best me I can be. Yeah. Oh my god, because that's what heroes do. I'm gonna die. <laughs> He's such a nerd. <laughs> so, uh, how do you want to try to talk about this film? Because it's just... Yeah, I don't know. Should we go in order? I mean, it just came out. I feel like... No, yeah, I mean, this, this came out November 3rd, 2017. So we are, what, less than six months yeah, since its less. release, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it also feels like longer It feels like it's that. been out forever. Yeah. Um, $180 million budget made... Oh, only eight hundred and fifty-four million dollars. <laughs> so it's not like, so like Avengers or Black over, Panther level, but still a very good return. Well, also this is one of the first movies. Was is this the only movie that had, or the first that had a person of color as director? I have no idea, but I, I think, maybe I, I feel I like know. that's right. Person of color as director, vaguely unknown director as well. Yeah, because it's a Taiki Waititi. Taika. Taika. Waititi. Waititi, and I hope it's. He, that sounds right to me. He was known and respected He's, in... In certain circles. Yeah. Indie film circles, in European circles, and maybe a little in, like, indie Hollywood Yeah, circles. he was not a but big But he's not name. a blockbuster guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the fact that they just, like, gave him this giant movie was crazy, and then, like, they kind of let him do whatever he wanted? Yeah. It's Which, nuts. 
I feel like we're seeing, though, Marvel getting a bit more comfortable with that. Yeah. And, hey, let's hire slightly weirder directors and let them just go wild. Mm-hmm. And you get something like this and you get something like Black, well, Black Panther. And I think we talked about this at Homecoming last week. Is like Homecoming really felt like they kind of gave this to a new director and went like, do whatever you want with yeah. it. And Make they a didn't- good story. Right. Eh. Right. And they didn't really, it didn't feel like Joss Whedon where like he just complained about being reined in all the time and he had to add this and this and it was too controlled. And it really felt like all the people who talked about the film and the director, it was just a really good experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is the beginning of that. Although Joss Whedon also He's does have a nasty it. habit of if something goes wrong, he blames everyone. Yeah. It's never his fault. I'm just saying like, the, well, maybe a better example would be um, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright was hired for Ant-Man, but the story he wanted to tell isn't what Marvel thought they wanted yeah, out there. Yeah. And so they butted heads so they, too much. Yeah. They butted and he eventually had to leave. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Homecoming, they kind of went, okay, let's roll the dice because it's half ours, half someone else's. If it doesn't do that well, it's still Spider-Man. It's not going to ruin Yeah, we can anything. blame it on Sony at that point. It's fine. Let's just see what <laughs> happens. And it did so well with a creative director and a creative vision who's kind of new that they're like, oh, let's try it again. And I'm I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I also think a big part of handing this to kind of a, not unknown, but like a new director with a weird vision is that this is Thor 3. And they're kind of like, eh, it's probably going to do fine. Do mm-hmm. what you want. And I think that was really helpful. People are going to come for Thor. Yeah. I think we saw a lot of the same thing in Iron Man 3, where Where it was very hard right from the other Iron Man. Which is crazy. I love Shane Black. I like the way he films Mm -hmm. stuff. He has a very distinctive style, like Edgar Wright, like um, that British guy who I'm blanking on. Guy Ritchie. Like, Mm. you know a Guy Ritchie film. You know Mm -hmm. an Edgar Wright film. When Michael Bay wasn't an insane person, you could pick a Michael Bay film out of a fucking lineup. Oh, man. Also How good fucking, was Bad Boys? Also, I'm saying. Yeah. Also, Bruckheimer. Bruckheimer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. They all out have these lineup. visual cues yes. where you can just mm-hmm. see them. And so I really like that the Shane Black is very Shane Black. It's always got a vaguely 70s feel. It's always really fun. Most but of the like time, it's serious. Christmas. <laughs> Usually, it's Christmas. Dude really likes Christmas. <laughs> he loves Christmas. I think he likes subverting the trope of Christmas. But mm-hmm. I have a whole TED Talk on Shane Black. It's fine. Let's move on. Anyway, um, so I love that they're doing this now. Mm-hmm. It's like they hit peak saturation of superhero films and the way they're formulaic and this is how we make them and it has to have this and this and this. And instead of continuing and then driving down superhero films, Marvel went, oh, fuck, we have to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you can you can still operate within the confines of that um, you idea know, I, of that formula. Yeah. yeah. Um but still tell a story in a fresh new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I always think about stuff like that as, like, a haiku. You know, it has certain rules, and you have to hit you certain do points. What you want, yeah. But, yeah, you can fill it with whatever you want. I mean, that's so great, especially with this movie. I'm sure they just went, okay, here's what needs to happen in this film. Ragnarok. Like, get there how you want. We need Loki in it. We'd like to have Hela. But you have to end with Asgard dying. Yeah, they need to be in space, they have cruising to be toward in Earth. In space, because we have a whole fucking like universe to build. Yeah. Well, and, and so Ta- Taiki- Taika was like, "All right, let me see what I can do." And they probably said, "Thor and the Hulk have to fight. We don't care how you get there, but they have to fight." Mm-hmm. And I love that instead of a gross, icky fight where they like hate each other, mm-hmm. it's they're forced to fight, but really neither of them wants to be there, and they're friends immediately after. Mm-hmm. Dude, also like such a great way to work in just a shout out to planet hulk and that yes. whole storyline yes planet hulk and is one of the first like korg 
Korg. Planet oh, Hulk was best. one of the first like Hulk comics I ever read, and that's what got me into oh, Hulk so in general because it was so good. And fuck Reed Richards, and like I loved it so much. And then the Incredible Hulk movie, and then Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and I'm a fucking Hulk girl. Like he is my man. Hulk's so great. I remember so that great. time he came back to Earth, stopped by the moon to punch Black Bolt, and then tied him to the front of his spaceship and rode that ship into New York, poking Black Bolt so he would scream on the way in. Good times. I don't remember that. Oh, you should read World War I feel Hulk. Like, no, this it is, is the second time he has mentioned that. Dude, yeah, it is batshit crazy. Okay, World War Hulk. Got yeah, it. I love it. Also, read, I, I read, don't read love Planet Black Hulk, Bolt, so right, right. Yeah, I'm fine with it. that because Black Bolt sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, well, he's just... Unfortunately, if you have a character that can't talk, how do you? It's kind of boring unless they have another way to communicate, and they don't go out of their way to do that with Black Bolt. My exposure to him is limited. I read a bunch of Inhuman comics like five years ago, um, and I love and made me love Medusa and hate Black Bolt. So, in his stupid face defense, <laughs> he he has had the same problem that Xavier and Reed Richards have had of like mid 2000s character assassination where they had they were a lot more interesting characters in the 80s and 90s and then people came in and were like we're gonna put our new spin on this now we're gonna what if they were just actually kind of shitty people the whole time and it's really kind of frustrating and i I, that's yeah let's get back to thor before you get into your ted talk on how professor x needs to be redeemed oh no it's fine because now i've got cyclops and cyclops is right well we're gonna go back to thor anyway so we open no, we're not going over one, this well, fucking... We, oh, okay. No, just one of the greatest... I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> Record screech moments. And just, it sets the tone for the entire movie. Where he's talking to that skeleton, and then, it just, and then he drops down, well, and is talking to Suter. And spits. Yeah, Surter. and it's Surter. Surter. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. I really thought on. we were connecting there. Hang yeah, on. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not even I'm doing, not doing, doing this. this. My favorite part uh. in that opening scene is... The music cue, <laughs> because how when he's like how fucking baller is that song choice? It's a Dude, perfect song choice too. The right? music in this was just on point. It they had great classic rock, and mm-hmm. anytime you get Led Zeppelin into a Amazing. movie, cool. Oh, and then the rest of it felt like a smash up between a uh, Guardians non non-music music like the guardian score and stranger things just smushed together legitimately this time we were watching a bunch of the music cues happened on the trash planet and i went is this fucking strange yeah no and it's just so good because i love that like 80s synth pop you know you know it when you hear it you're sitting Mm -hmm. in an arcade playing sega's old outrun games and just it's so perfect. Well, I, I really like that they can show all the different aspects of who Thor is. Like, he gets to play a, some really broad comedy beats. Oh, yeah. Which is so then, great, because also Chris Hemsworth's so funny, dude. He's so, so funny. funny. So they play some really broad comedy. You know, like, he has his face pressed against the glass. <laughs> he's falls, so good at that Falls stuff. over a lot. But then, <laughs> like, but then we get that scene of him at the end on the bridge with the lightning. And it's just, it's so the complete opposite, mm-hmm. but neither one feels out of character. Yeah. They're all, they're yeah. all Thor. He can be funny. He can be ridiculous. He can be kind of embarrassing when, like, um, Valkyrie shows up and he doesn't know how to lean on that Oh, book, yeah. That <laughs> Oh, and then he can also have heartfelt moments with Loki in yeah. the elevator. And then he can be a lightninged up badass who spins through a fucking field of bad guys. Well, and that's, all of it fits with Thor. Yeah. And that's what you get, though, also, when you've developed this rich universe where this is, what, his fifth 
big Audi. movie. Yeah, because there was Thor one, two, and three, and then two Avengers. Movies. Yeah, and so you just you have so much time to develop him as a character, and it ends up almost in the TV range of we actually have, have this time to let them grow. Well, and I think that's the best thing about what the MCU is doing is no sequel is a redo of the first. All of the characters move forward in every film. Mm-hmm. Like no film is really a standalone. You need the other pieces to really understand what's truly going on. And I think when you're trying to build a movie universe like this, which hasn't really ever been done before. Looking at you, DC. Yeah. They're looking at, I I mean, it makes sense for them to go, how do TV shows do this for 10 years? We want to do this for 30, but yeah. with movies. And I think that that's what they're, they're anyway, every movie has character beats and every movie moves them a lot. Oh and yeah. You never get yeah, a repeat 100%. of anything. And that's how you keep superhero saturation high without it getting to a point where no one wants it anymore. And it's it's tough because Stan Lee had that famous quote about how in Marvel Comics we have to have the illusion of progress. Right. Uh, because you, you can't actually change a character. Like, yep. like, like Tony Stark is never he's going... He's always going to be Tony. He's always going to be Tony Stark. You know, he's never going to really change. Right. He stopped drinking, but he's still Tony Stark. Yeah. I, I think it's slightly easier in movies just because you're putting out one character movie per two to three years versus 12 issues of a comic yeah. per year. And, and I think that by by doing it um, so spaced out like that, and I think by, by doing what I th- hope they're going to do, which is rotate in new characters yeah. and rotate mm-hmm. out old characters. Once Cap dies. <sighs> so once we hit the, the phase three people hitting mm-hmm. their third film in a cap, phase four is going to be the new phase one. Yeah. Yeah. So that will, so that even if, you know, even if Tony doesn't die in this one, you know. He's he's retiring. He's retiring. That he should, that, or, or even if we talk about how he is more He still local. funds them. He makes yeah. the tech, but mm-hmm. he stays home with Pepper mm-hmm. in Because, you know, the he's, house. he's 50, yeah. you know. Leave him alone. He wants to stay home. And that's fine. So that if something world ending happens, you know, he would show up. But other than that, he stays at home. And yeah. so, like, the regular Avengers films, you know, he's not there. If we had another Infinity War, he would show up. But, like, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, back to Thor 3, which was amazing. And it ha- what a great group of characters, too. We got a whole new... We got older characters. And, like you said, Korg, who, was like, stole the fucking show. I love him so much. Get out of here, ghost! <laughs> <laughs> and just the whole thing at uh, at the end when Asgard's getting wrecked. He's like, no, it's no, okay. You can rebuild. the foundations are yeah. strong. Oh. Hope no. you're not rebuilding. No, that foundation's rebuilding. gone. <laughs> Sorry. I, he was so funny. He was like, I'm here because I tried to start a revolution, but I didn't print enough pamphlets. <laughs> another day, another Doug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, there were so many think pieces about this movie because it has a very, apparently, New Zealand sense of humor where um, Thor thinks he's like a badass and like big but he's not american about it he's new zealand about it mm-hmm. where he is these things but he generally makes fun of himself or like if someone walks into a room all puffed up the first thing you do is poke a hole in him kind of like rule number one all my friends are assholes that's mm-hmm. basically new zealand humor is that taking the piss yes but that's british don't ever I, assume that's, that's they're new like zealand people south british oh my god oh i feel like they would stab you for oh, that Jesus please christ no it's okay megan's from australia so we're good she loves us anyway yeah <laughs> also you know that new zealand's not australia no i do it's it's australia's little butt flap oh, oh 
Maybe. I really hope we don't Please have Please remember, Beatrice and I did not say these things. What? Mm-hmm. She's from the good part. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kenneth's commentary, they not supported by do not like this. each other. At, I have it on good authority. <laughs> There's anyway. an ongoing war between the two of them. Anyway, my point being... There's a lot in this film to pick apart while being a superhero movie and Thor mm-hmm. gets to be funny and all these other things. This is a movie about colonialism. It's mm-hmm. a movie about freedom and oppression and tyranny and what it is to be a people. And, you know, home is where the people you love are. Yeah. And it's also like he had little tiny beats for like New Zealand and where his people are from. The the shit they used to get out of the devil's anus. Literally is the New Zealand flag. He took the three colors of the New Zealand flag. That's awesome. And like I did not geometrically cool. painted the ship with those nice. three colors. Like it's so fucking layered. Yeah. But then also it's a movie about family yeah. mm-hmm. and living in your father's shadow and having to overcome what you were left as your kind of like historical, hey, this is what the family's done, right. but I want to grow out of that. And it's and- also it's also, you know, if you don't remember your history, you know, who are you and a lot of um hella's lines were really great about you know where do you think all this gold came from Mm -hmm. right where do you think all the gold came from or like the line oh it looks like whatever dad doesn't want to like think about or face he just covers up yeah like stuff like that was just really good and then even on the flip side though that even if your family sometimes they're shitty people and you can just be like look you're a terrible human also i really like that when he's sitting in the throne room thumping the spear to get her attention and she comes back and he's like you know you're just the oh, and worst. it i feel most other movies would have had a just kind of off the cuff misogynistic slur yeah he's yeah, like, just bitch. like no you're the worst i love that too because it's such an earth thing yes like that's yeah. such an earth like you saying. can tell he's been hanging yeah, out he's there he's been hanging out with like tony and the internet here like the only way it like could have been more he earthy, got that from darcy yeah is if he was like you're just so basic yes <laughs> i also like that he didn't go for crazy which is also an easy yeah. word to use and exactly also especially toward I, women yeah which i don't really super like yeah but yeah but to just go no, and you're was, the worst it's funny it's and it's funny and it's pertinent yeah. and it'll last and like i just it's such a good beat of it's also a way of showing like he is an alien, but he spends a lot of time here and he mm-hmm. loves it here. And he brought some of the idiosyncrasies of being on Earth with him out into space. I have to say it, it makes such an interesting lead in to Black Panther because they both have a lot to say about oppression and um, imperialism. Yeah. And um, about how. Like Black Panther's whole thing is about how you can't you can't use the master's tools to free yourself. You mm-hmm. have to free yourself in a completely different way. And this one shows like the lingering effects of how you can't sweep that kind of shit under the rug. Right. That you if, have to own it. You have to yeah. say, look, this is where we came from. It was not pretty. We probably shouldn't have done it. But this is our history. It mm-hmm. sucks. But it's ours. Well, and I think we we <laughs> as a nation can really learn something from that about yeah. how. um we we shouldn't uh, glorify those like Confederate statues, right. but we could put them in a museum. Right, sure. we shouldn't glorify, but we also shouldn't forget. Yeah. Like, don't tear them down and destroy them. You take them down, you put them in a museum because it's our history. I mean, and there's, when, there's a, a museum. lot. Of, no, no, put them in a museum, but also there's a lot of them. So you, you can destroy a fair amount. So you're not wrong. But 90%. Like, it's, 
in general, I yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. a plan. Is you know, <laughs> you don't glorify the history that makes uh, us not great, mm-hmm. you, but you don't get rid of it. You don't forget it. You don't sleep under the rug. You don't mm-hmm. cover it up. Yeah, you accept it and you own it and you take that knowledge and you make yourself better continually. Yeah, more of the story. Also, maybe like have a couple more movies without white dudes directing it. Correct. Right? Like it's such a it's such a deeper, more interesting film and it's so much more layered because I think that that the the experience of people of color in any country but also mostly here in America is rich and deep and there's so much of it we've never experienced because there aren't that many who people of color who are given the chance to lead a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, we really only the best way to learn about another culture or another way of life is to listen to their stories. Mm-hmm. And so to let somebody step onto the stage of directing a Marvel film and let them show us a story from their perspective mm-hmm. can really only add to the richness of not only this cinematic universe, but our cultural tapestry. Yeah. And, you know, they did a lot of studies about this. Is kind of a side note, but they did a lot of studies about refugees that join, that move to new countries and they join towns. And um, the only thing that's ever really happened is that culture has gotten richer. It has gotten more interesting and deeper. And, you know, people learn about each other and you get tighter knit as and a community. And you get sick ass food. And you get sick oh, ass yeah. food because white people can't cook for shit. And so, uh, wait, sidebar. Did I everybody like watch that uh, celebrity Jeopardy on SNL with T'Challa? Yes, <laughs> it was perfect. Don't oh, bring man. your potato salad to my barbecue. <laughs> anyway, Classic my point Karen. being, that is a perfect example of we need to we need to give people a chance to tell their stories, especially mm-hmm. with stories that we haven't been able to hear or haven't given the been given the chance to hear. And it's time for white people in general to sit down, shut up, and listen because it will only add value. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um wait, sidebar again. Uh oh my who else God. is so excited for the Birds of Prey movie, the first DC film to be directed by a woman of color? Oh my god, that's right. Is that a thing thing? That's legit. It's legit. Okay. Yeah, it's legit. Um, I can't remember that director's name now, no. but um yeah, so she signed on to direct Margot Robbie's gonna be in it, uh, Huntress may be in it. Oh it's, shit. And it's definitely gonna be called Birds of Prey. Okay. Yeah. And Margot Robbie actually like stood firm on wanting a female director. Okay, like, so is this is this replacing the the solo Harley Quinn film? It's now rolled together? Maybe. Okay. I think yeah, this one, um they're they're definitely doing this one called Birds of Prey, and there may be another one down the pipe called Gotham City Sirens. But is the Harley movie still happening? Or is the, this, this morphed is, into the Harley yeah. movie? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I so this it. is morphed into it. But um, Margot Robbie as the lead went, nope, I want a lady director. I'm not doing nice. it. And I think that's really awesome that she used her clout to go, I'm not, I'm not doing yeah. this. Not like this. Oh, that's so good. Well, that's the proper way to leverage your privilege. It is. Oh, yeah. Who, who else was I just reading about? Some white actress lobbying for uh, her co-star who's a black woman to get equal pay it was jessica chastain yes yeah she and um not viola davis um octavia spencer yes they've been in a bunch of movies together mm-hmm. and this time they were talking about what they made and octavia spencer was trying to be like friendly and nice about it but basically like girl you don't even know let me tell you mm-hmm. and jessica chastain got really angry yeah. because she's a good person and they made a deal and together got octavia up to where jessica was being paid and so technically i think octavia is the highest paid w- woman of color in hollywood right now oh wow 
Yeah. This is why you should always talk about how much you make. Yeah. Always yeah. talk about it. It, it is never bad for you. It's, it is it, legal and yes. do not let your employers tell you otherwise. No. Correct. You should talk about it with everybody because I'm telling you right now, you're all getting screwed. Yeah. It's super uncomfortable. Keep it a secret. But you it get gets paid better. less. And somebody who doesn't deserve it is going to get paid more. Um, so we, we talked a lot about how funny Chris Hemsworth is, but we should also talk about how funny Tom Hiddleston is, because that dude is funny. I don't want to talk about him because I have a different opinion now and I'm uncomfortable about it. Oh, no. What's your, uh, what's your new oh, opinion? Shoot. Do I you think Monica? he's very attractive? Ever since you saw Kong Skull Island. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it when he does that knife flip podcast. in the trailer? Why isn't that in the film? I don't I am know. Offended and I feel lied to. My loins. So we, I am we offended. You get to see that cool helmet flip. He used it as a weapon. Oh, I so love great. it. I yeah. never noticed that before. I oh, yeah. It no, he dunked the zombie with his stupid helmet. I'm so angry because, yes, I find him more physically attractive now. Thank you, Kong Skull Fucking Island. Balls. Oh, hey. Um,. <laughs> But also, like, I don't want to go to that island. <laughs> Monica wants to go to that island. I mean, Ugh, what? Don't look at me. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought Loki was great. I, oh, yeah. I think that he has had a much more interesting arc. And as Thor has grown throughout the films, Loki has grown throughout mm-hmm. the films. And he's so much more interesting now. And their relationship is really great. And I'm glad that they haven't put that aside or let it go. The same way I'm so happy that they kept Bucky in all the cat movies. Mm-hmm. That they understand what I, a fan, understands. That is a core relationship for Steve yeah, Rogers. Yeah, it's the story of Steve Rogers is really the story sort of, of Steve, Steve and Bucky. Bucky. And so I like that the story of Thor is the story of Thor and yeah. his brother Loki because mm-hmm. they grew up together and they're each other's most important person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like, though, that even though Loki is so important to Thor... He also, Thor also understands that, hey, Ooh, there's he a good a chance Loki he's going to dick me over. Yeah. I'm going to leave the zappy thing yeah, yeah. on his jacket. Well, there, I think that's my favorite part, too, is like Loki, <laughs> That there's that moment um, when Loki's like, oh, you think so little of me? And Thor like takes a beat and goes, I thought the world of you. Yeah. I thought we were going to be uh, together my forever. God, my heart. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I just love that Thor's in such a great place emotionally that he can just say that. Like, yeah. That's really hard to tell someone, especially if you think they don't agree or think the same thing. Yeah. And so I think it's another sign of his character growth that he just like drops that in the middle mm-hmm. of this elevator, but also <laughs> puts that thing on Loki because he knows who he is as a person. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's there's a great through line over the last several movies of Thor, of Avengers, of Thor two, of 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 Loki tricking Thor with the the hologram, the hologram, of, especially you know in Avengers, are you ever not going to fall for that? Yes, and so then he Thor, falls for it like twice more, and then in this movie, so then Thor spends the whole movie throwing things at him to make sure that he's not a hologram. <laughs> yeah, and Which then even, Loki catches it at the end and is like, oh. no, I'm here, brother. I'm like, and then we didn't get that fucking hug, Marvel. We I'm have cheated. to have a conversation about male affection. But anyway, back to this. But yes, I like that even when um, Loki gets napped by strange and there's just a card thor pokes thor at it pokes and at goes the card. loki because he thinks loki's the card it's just a great it's a great little thing that i didn't really put together until someone pointed it out on tumblr because yeah. i was like oh they just played it for laughs in like the trailers and um i was like oh that's pretty funny he's just throwing stuff at loki i'd throw stuff and then someone was like oh it's because he's never really there and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. yeah that's a good through line i like it a lot yeah the the only thing i disagree with is you saying that's the best and unfortunately, the best is get help. <laughs> Correct. I don't want to play get help. It's embarrassing. 
Not for, for you. <laughs> I, oh, my I God. I love that because you can tell how much Thor loves it. He just thinks it's hilarious. I also yeah. enjoy the memes that have come out of that. Oh, yes. my God, yes. So definitely my problem with this movie, problem with yeah. quotes, is yeah. um, I waited until last minute to finish it. Um, Malia drove home. I was watching it on my laptop with my headphones on and just fucking cackling the entire <laughs> way home. And like, I almost felt bad, but I was having too good of a time. So I didn't. And yeah, here we are. That's fine. While well, you're a dick. My, my, <laughs> my one quibble is that, no. is um, that they. By erasure of Valkyrie. Cur- just fucking take the words right out of my mouth. Rude. Uh, is that yeah that they they cut the part about how she was totally dating her Valkyrie sister? I mean, legitimately, this is garbage, but like it's there. You just if you look for it. Well, I mean, it's like Dumbledore there. It is. You know? It is Dumbledore Which means there. It's not there. All right, you're right. Because I don't have time for this bullshit, bullshit hand waving show. Because yeah. then everybody gets to deny it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody gets to go. No, she's definitely straight. We never saw her kiss a girl. Which uh, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, looking at you, Nickelodeon, in the end of Korra. Mm. Well, they, di- they didn't kiss, so people are like, oh, they didn't kiss. So oh my god, not- this guy was literally the bisexual flag, oh, and no. they held hands. I know. I feel like that's not Nickelodeon's fault. That's the audience's fault. Yeah. Put that shit together. Oh, no, the, the creators wanted to have them full-on make out, and Nickelodeon would well, not Nickelodeon let them. Is- no. Yeah. Okay, it's a little Nickelodeon's fault. Okay, yes. I didn't know that. It's 100% Okay, fine. You win. Okay, it's like 60% Nickelodeon, 40% shitty audience trying to deny anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, the bi erasure of Valkyrie sucks. Yeah. Because she's even bisexual in the comics. Yeah. Even though she's also white. Well, that's fine. So, you know, two steps forward, one step back. It's the Doctor Strange effect. You get one, but you can't have the other. (laughs) Cool, it's a woman now, but also now it's a white person. Yeah. Um, I love the tiny moment of Doctor Strange in this film. Like, you forget how much happens in this movie, but, like, so much happens. Dude, it's just But, yeah, bang, it's super bang. fast, but, like... Also, that shit was really, hilarious. The comedic beats of just that interaction with Doctor Strange, one of, like, Loki, I've been falling for 30, <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> and then Loki tries to get in a fight, and Doctor Strange is like, nope, I'm done. And the 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 umbrella hammer swinging through the whole house, yeah. and never in a glass of beer, never in a glass. But then Thor also gets like dizzy through all the. And yeah. he's like we could have just walked. Like, who knew Thor was such a sarcastic little shitbird? Like, oh my so, god, who knew Benedict Cumberbatch was such a great human being? Why are you like this? <laughs> because I've liked him for quite a while, and you, for whatever reason, heavily stumped against him. Because and he was, now you're kind of I on my train. I him because he was in everything. I hate That's not Sherlock. his fault, though. I, That's not his fault. He keeps saying yes. Yeah, I'm sorry that he wanted another boat. Look, his bad. <laughs> my irrationality is mine. And as my friend, you've signed a contract I to support it. do not agree to that at all. I may have made you sign it in I'm your sleep. Be- it's still it. binding. <laughs> you signed it. We took your Look, blood. Look, I think I should get credit because one of the best things about me is I will change my mind. I will. I've done it a billion times. I just don't nod at me like that. I'll snap your neck. No, that was no, no that mercy. was definitely a, an agree an agree nod. Now I can't tell because your voice is weird. I'm not. No, it's just <laughs> it was it was your lead in with the one of the best things about me. Okay, look, <laughs> I understand how our friend I'm so group goddamn works, modest. but like it's hard for me to say stuff like that. So when I do say it, I kind of mean it. But what i like most about myself is i have firm opinions but if you give me enough evidence or you talk me around i will change my mind like i'm fine with doing that 
So yes, I apologize. Benedict Cumberbatch. I agree Ooh, that Benedict great. Cumberbatch is not, in fact, the worst, and actually he's <laughs> pretty awesome. And just like I came around on his stupid performance as Doctor Strange, I liked him as Doctor Strange, and he was a delight in this film. I have to say that, yeah, watching Doctor Strange and watching this, as so much as happy. I did enjoy Doctor Strange more the second time, his performance in these scenes is my f- is his best appearance for me. Like I it makes like me him. really excited for the next movie with him. Yeah, it makes I liked him. I think about thirty or forty percent more in this yeah. movie than I did in, in Strange. Well, well, we have to remember Strange was an origin movie, and he has to start out like a dick. Yeah, yeah. think of think of Tony Stark in the first movie versus Tony Stark in like that's not a good comparison because we loved Tony Stark in the first movie. Yeah, but he was also a dick. No, but he's the kind of dick we like. Yeah. Okay. He's for sure. Dick, okay. Fine. 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 Asshole. I'll give you that. Yeah. Strange was definitely. He's a an douchebag. Yeah. yeah. But he grew so much. He did. And he now did. he just doesn't have time for Loki shit. No. He just wants it's him just off fine. the planet. That's fine. It's understandable. He's like, cool. Look, if I give you Odin, will you go <laughs> will away, you just please? Leave. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely here for Strange as like weird, like weird magic having dude who is a thousand percent done with your bullshit. Yeah, I can't wait for Strange and Tony to interact, and I hope they continue the line like from the comics where Tony hates magic. Yes, I can't I wait so for those so conversations. Just Tony going, no, it's just science. I don't understand. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Like I want that so much. Yeah, there's, a, just, there's a couple of things that I'm just dying for in Infinity yeah. War. It's Tony meeting Strange. Tony meeting Shuri. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> I want that like, a lot. So many good. Things. I want Strange meeting Spider Man just from the trailer thing of like I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, oh we're using our made up names, made-up and Strange names. is like, "You motherfucker! <laughs> I have a PhD." <laughs> it's not a PhD; it's an MD, but that's fine. It's a. He's a real doctor. PhD. He's a doctor. Of doctor. MDs. I don't, look. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Doctor. I is a. I'm not doctor. a doctor of doctors. I'm a doctor of doctors. Anyway, we have not even talked about. Peak Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god! Just Jeff Goldblooming it up Goldblum all was over like the place. Randomly in this movie. My God, <laughs> he's he's amazing. I I don't know if any of his lines were actually scripted or if he just rolled. I think I they just they're went, like, "Hey, we're gonna put you in this cool outfit, yeah. and then just read the room and whatever comes out of your mouth." This is the shape of what's happening. I think it was probably go that. be you. Taika just went. This is what I need this scene to go down. Like this is what I need to have happen. If you can just get us there, I'll record. Yeah, well, because Jeff Goldblum is a force of nature. Honestly, yeah. you don't you don't direct it. You just guide it. You just point I, the camera at it and then like see what happens. I also I, so I really enjoyed our five minutes of Anthony Hopkins playing Loki playing Odin. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> With Matt Damon oh and other Hemsworth. <laughs> Build a statue of me with my with my big curvy horn helmet. <laughs> I remember being in the theater oh, and God. watching that go down and looking at Loki and it like full camera on and I went <gasps> like and I think I whispered at you. I was like, "That's my Damon." <laughs> I just you know huge shout out to Liam Hemsworth showing who, up for work. Yeah, not when, Liam. It was the other one. Liam's the like famous one. Oh, it's okay. the third Hemsworth. Oh, who, good. Okay, he, good. He is an actor, but he has not made it as big as his I brothers. Was, I okay. That makes me feel a lot better because just knowing that Liam Hemsworth tried out for Thor <laughs> and then Chris got it, I I felt How so bad would be if he played the bad slash proud that he would do this thing. Okay, <laughs> that would be so fucked this up. is probably better. Yes, 
I remember, again, I was watching this going, how does this kid look so much like Thor? How does he look so much like Chris Hemsworth? And then I, I went to IMDb and yeah. I went, oh, it's because his fucking there's, brother. There's like seven Hemsworths. Yeah. There are, there are so many Hemsworths. It's like um, that other family. It doesn't matter. That's fine. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Jack Donahue uh, from 30 Rock. The Baldwin brothers? Yes. There are only three of them. Well, there's, of them. No, there are five. There's, oh my God. Come at me. Sorry. It's it's a gaggle. Also, um, the guy who was um Odin in the thing was Anthony a guy. Hopkins. No, no, in the play. Oh, was, was a guy. Oh, was, Sam, was that Sam? It O'Neil? was Sam O'Neill or Sam Neill. Like, oh my god, the people they got to be. <laughs> this movie's like, ridiculous. How show up for five minutes? Do this work. I love oh, it. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, um, that's this movie. Uh, I also like all the beats they brought in from, like, we've talked about the stuff they said in comics. Like, um, they had the by Odin's hammer or whatever, by Odin's beard, Odin's beard. Mm-hmm. line, which was finally in there. And then also, like, the snake story. Oh, my Perfect. God. Which, the way we watched me. that scene twice, he because, like, the way so Thor perfectly. tells that story is great and his little face. And then um, Mark Ruffalo's face as he turns in shock and, like, confusion and looks at loki and then loki's little smile like he's like yeah that was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> i know i like snakes and so i picked up the it's snake to admire, to admire it, it. <laughs> and then it turned back into it went, ah it's me and they stand <laughs> i just like bah it's me <laughs> oh my god what i can't also, deal like, with this movie it also gives you a different take on the whole loki stabbing thor on avengers tower and avengers because like that's just a thing that happened all yeah, the time it, so that was their, just like brotherly love that's thanksgiving <laughs> bah it's me <laughs> oh it's a gift it's from loki oh no it's actually loki he pops out of the box and then he stabs <laughs> anyway this else? movie is a beauty Oh, Mark oh Ruffalo was great. Oh, we didn't my God, even talk about so good. Kate Blanchett Kate was Blanchett. great. I like when Mark Ruffalo hears about, like, they have to go and fight his sister. He's like, I don't want to fight your sister. That's, like, family stuff. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in that. God, he was so perfect. Every time Kate Blanchett, like, runs her hands across her hair oh, and her helmet God. pops oh, out. Look, I was more into Kate Blanchett with, like, the heavy black eye makeup and the long black hair. I was like, girl, don't mm. you do this. Carl Urban. <laughs> Looking real weird i was I, like whatever no it he was a butthole i love that they managed to fit scourge with two m16s shooting zombies I into love this movie that there's a football joke in there it is one of the more subtle jokes of the film and you have to be a fan of the nfl but when he's like, I have these two guns, I got them in Texas. They're called Dez and Troy because they destroy. Dez Bryant and Troy Aikman were two of the biggest Dallas Cowboys. Oh, nice. So, like, that is very subtle. <laughs> yeah. I like heard that and I literally went, what? He watches football? And he went, Dez and S- Destroy. And I went, oh, but every time I watch it, I'm like, no, they did that on purpose. This I has just, to be I a mean, thing. he's got that yeah. sword. You know, he's probably just watching games or something. I'm saying. See, I, know, knowing nothing about football, just assumed that the Texas joke was because Texas Texas love guns. That's what I'm saying. It's a layered joke. Yeah, it's like it three layers both, deep. It is both like a joke about guns, but there's also like an NFL joke in That's there. pretty great. I was like, what is happening? This movie is amazing. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah. so much good stuff. I love Thor constantly <laughs> saying the like sun's going down thing over and I love over it. again. And Can you stop just like, saying that? Stop! You're stressing me out. And how he was wearing Tony's clothes, which is very like that's a, a Tony outfit. But then there's no room like for his jaw. <laughs> I love his pants are so tight it's because Tony is little. 
Mark Ruffalo is much broader through the chest. Yeah. And the thighs. And the thighs. Also, oh, man. we talked a little bit about this in Avengers 2, but one of the few takeaways I liked from that film was the interpersonal relationship between Nat and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Excepting that one scene. Except that one scene. Um, the overall idea of it, I was here for. Mm-hmm. So like in this movie, we saw that part where she was trying to get him to come back and how it didn't happen. And the first thing Bruce asks when he comes back is, how's Nat? And I just really like that Taika or Marvel went, you know, maybe we can do something with this. Maybe we can't. Yeah, let's keep this ball rolling. But it's a good moment to say, hey, we know Avengers 2 happened. We know they cared about each other. Let's just put it here so that we can and cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. See, I would be I would be super down for more of that in Infinity War right. if the because I know the Russos would do it right. They would do it right. They have more respect for her and her character than that other guy she's ever so, did. She's so great in all the cat movies. Plus, yeah. also, fuck it, let's just lean into it. Get a Black Widow movie that has him in it, but it's an entire spy movie where he has to spend He's the entire time. The Hulk. Yeah, he can't Hulk out because, because it'll fuck up the mission. Mo- oh my god! Yeah, you're welcome. I'd, Call me Marvel. Be, I'm an ideas be, guy. I would be so into that. I'd be super into that. Plus, also, I I feel like it really just kind of feeds into. I don't think the Hulk is great in solo movies. No, he's better and with other yeah, people. Yeah, he needs people to play off of because yeah. his whole humanity, like Doctor Jackdom, eh, Doctor. Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Like, you need someone to bounce that off of. Well, and it's interesting, too, because in all of the trailers, both the Hulk and Natasha are in Wakanda. Mm -hmm. So they obviously will see each other again. And Hulk has positive memories of Natasha. So I'm just, I want to go there. I hope so. Well, I mean, we we will be there very soon. Oh, my God. It's the day after tomorrow. So great. (laughs) And, uh... I think yeah. that's it. This movie's great. I love it. I like that Thor's hammer got crushed right at the beginning, and then he had to learn to deal without it. I'm sad. And then... I like the line, are are you the god of hammers? <laughs> yeah. Because it turned out the power was in him all oh, along. Get out of here. Oh, it was like Dumbo's feather. Legit. I know that like Jackie hates it, but I love his new hair. And then legit, <gasps> I do. he's never been as hot as when his eyes went all lightning and then with the short hair. I don't think that's true. I think when he walks out into the arena and he's got the sweet, like, battle paint paint on, and then he puts that helmet on. And pulls the thing down. Okay, it's a tie. Boom. It's a tie. It's a tie. Yeah. You know, there's there's something about um, the unbridled power of the lightning. Nope, she's right. When he's, like, surrounded by this halo of lightning in Mm -hmm, in his mm -hmm, eyes, mm -hmm, there's just mm -hmm, something mm -hmm, so visceral about it. that's fair. Girl. That, it appeals to me. Whew. My nipples one, are hard. Like, my <laughs> favorite single... Well, one, this movie just had so many random, out-of-the-blue, just artwork set pieces. Like, the, oh the Valkyries coming at Hela. Oh, um, my God, right? Thor on the bridge with the immigrant song playing. When he's flying down this way. <laughs> oh I fucking God. want that poster. Or, or Valkyrie with the um, the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, man. Girl? With, with his sex barge. This says don't touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> So great. Yeah, it just so many random well, gorgeous it goes, shots. It goes along with the the my it goes along with the Thor movies are the most beautiful in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Thor one was gorgeous. I don't think I'd ever really seen a movie this pretty before, and I was astonished by how Asgard looked and how gorgeous the Rainbow Bridges and everything. Yeah. And then Thor two was really pretty with 
the sky portals and all the different views of different parts I mean, of whatever. I, I hate sky portals, but it, it looks great. great. Don't get me wrong. It, like the visuals, I think Thor, the Thor movies are the most beautiful. So I like that this was somehow more pretty with brighter colors. Mm-hmm. But like you can always trust that Thor is going to be bright and crazy and fun. Well, it's Marvel knows and is fully just head over heels into you go into space it's dayglow 80s time that's it and i am on board like the universe hit dayglow 80 and went this is where i live Uh, the universe is basically germany and they're like cool we're stuck in the 80s and we love david bowie i think you mean hasselhoff david hasselhoff the other david hey they probably i don't know i feel like david bowie would fit in real well sure yeah probably both um, All right. Yeah. It, any uh, any final it? thoughts, or are we going to do our ranking? Ready here? for ranking time? Oh, time to rank, 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 rank. Okay. You know what? I will go first for once. <laughs> I will mix it up, and I'll go first. And Where is it's that from that's the, immigrant the immigrant song. song. Oh, oh, that's right. I was like, I reckon. Yeah, I'm the, terrible at music, you guys. Yeah, Leave honestly, me alone. I think that's my biggest quibble with this movie is I watch it. And then I have that one single line stuck in my head for like two days afterwards. It's a good song. Oh, it's I put a it, great song. After this yeah. movie came out, I put it on my shower playlist. Nice. One of the things I love so much about Led Zeppelin is how fucking nerdy they are and mm. how much like they, their songs are full of Lord of the Rings references. Oh, yeah. So great. Yeah, it's delightful. You know, we didn't talk about this, but it's pertinent. But like when this movie came out with the immigrant song and it's basically a boat full of refugees... Um, in 2017, mm-hmm. is like really topical, and for yeah. it to make this much money and be this critically acclaimed and positively accepted, I think says more about what America was and could be than our political climate. Yes. Anyway, I feel Yay. like we're in the middle of a go downswing vote. right now. Please and- go vote. It's 2018. It's voting time. Correct. Register if you haven't. All right, Kenneth, you're gonna go first. I am going to go first, and I'm just going to throw my hat over this fence. <laughs> I am putting it at number one. I am oh, not dang! surprised, and I'm I, so happy. I love it so much. It's just, it's funny, it's heartfelt, it's emotional, it is exciting, it's got action, it's got family, it's got metaphors, it has these parables it's trying to tell. It is everything I want smushed together into a movie with 80s Day Glow smeared all over it. God, you and Taika should probably hang out. We sh- I I need to watch his other movies. I you haven't, should, actually. and I feel garbage. There's a little there's a little joke from um what we are in the shadows mm-hmm. in this. Do you want this fork thing? It's only really useful if you need to stab yeah, three yeah. vampires who are clustered really close <laughs> together. I love it. Also, apparently, we need to watch this with the director's commentary on because that kid is a nut bar. Sounds it. right. I'm gonna have to. I'm not gonna have to. Actually we're gonna. Buy we this. decide we're gonna buy this for all the extra stuff because at one point oh, nice. he gives you a tour of the garbage planet and he's just weird about it. He's like, it's I don't know. I feel like Sakaar. this. Would, Thank whatever. you very much. I can't remember the name. Whatever. Come I on. keep wanting to say Sisterna, but that's from Ancillary Justice. Mm, I always want to say Sarlacc, but that's from Star Wars. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay, who wants to go next? I will go next. Okay. What are my top five? Your top five are Cap Two, Iron Man One, Cap Three. Homecoming, Iron Man 3. Fuck. Put it after Cap 3. Okay, slotting in at number 4. Sorry, Iron Man. Or, sorry, Spider-Man. You're going down. Wait, can we rearrange yet? No. No. God damn it. Not until after Infinity War. I think Cap 3 is going to slide down my list. I know. I only really like it for the buggy stuff and the airport scene. 
Man, so I love Cap 3. I love Cap 3. Oh, wow. Apparently I do. It's my number two. I, I only love it for the Bucky stuff and the airport scene, and that's not enough for it to be in the top three. It's so weird because I love it so much for how personal and emotional it is, and I feel like that's something normally yeah, y'all are into. Hmm. It is personal and emotional, but legit the only interpersonal relationships that I value in that film is Bucky and Cap. Oh, see, I, I love Steve and Tony in that. And just how they're coming from two very different, so much better than that dumpster fire of a Maybe comic. Maybe this is it. Is I didn't read the thing. comic, so I don't have a thing to compare it to. So to me, it seems dumb. It, it could be that because the comic was garbage, so frustrating, yeah. and this did it so much better. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if that influences I think, me. I think that might be it. Okay, what are my top five? For you, it is Cap Two, Iron Man One, Cap Three, Iron Man Three, Avengers One. Where is our Spider-Man? Yeah, I can't believe Spider-Man is uh, It's then Cap 1, Spider-Man. You, you really you undersold Spider-Man. under Cap 1? Like, yeah, I like, love Cap 1 too, but dang. I was offended, but I didn't want to say anything, so. I, I do not remember us ranking last time. Like, I am <laughs> blanking. I think you were in a fever dream. I Maybe. You were just, like, hopped up on spider juice. Gross. Yeah. Where would you like to slot? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> Wait, Everywhere. extracted. Can you give me my top five again? Oh, my God. Uh, Cap 2, Iron Man 1, Cap 3, Iron Man 3, Avengers 1. Okay, it's going to have to go above Iron Man 3. But below Cap 3? Mm, we choice. have the same top five. Actually, no, put it above Cap 3. Ooh. You son of a... No, that feels Wait, right. how do you feel about Iron Man 1, though? Is no. it really Wait, that good? Wait, can I slide mine above Cap 3, too? It's not, we're just, not done talking about it. You're just piggybacking no, at this No, because point. I realized after I said it that you're I really like, oh, like well, Cap doing 3 it, for so the... It's, it's like cool. she still has okay. her finger on the checker. Like <laughs> yeah, I haven't picked my finger up <laughs> off okay, of so the board. Okay, so swap uh, Cap 3 and Thor 3? Yeah, so it's Cap 2, Iron Man 1, Thor 3. Yeah, that feels right. Okay. And okay. Spider-Man's still five, right, for me? Uh, yes. Okay. But Cap 1 is six? No, um, Iron Man 3 is six. That's Cap fair. 1 is seven. That's fair. That feels right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I totally walked all over your uh, selection process okay. there. You did. Wow. You... What a jerk. Yeah. Okay. And so, thank you for listening. By the time you hear us next week, we will have seen Infinity War. Oh my god, oh my god, we will be destroyed. I will be dead because and Steve Rogers is not going to make it out no. of this. Or, he will barely make it out alive, but he's dying in part two. He just spends yeah. all of part two in a coma. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what they do with part two, because they, they have said it's not going to be a direct part two thingy, but then they're not releasing the name, so I really don't also, trust them for that. Also, they've already shot it. Yeah, so like, filming all of Infinity what can War. you do with that, really? Yeah, which is interesting, too, because they're going to have a whole slate of movies between them. It's not like well, Infinity War hits, and they, then They Infinity have two War movies hits. between it. One, which is oh, Captain okay. Marvel, which is back in time. That's true. Two, which is Ant-Man, which I Which is a I separate could, standalone. And I could see them setting, like, sneaky setting Ant-Man before Infinity War. Or even doing, like, some time wibbly-wobbly, because they go into the... To look for her mom. Yeah, tiny mm-hmm. little zone, and I don't know, end up in the mm, 70s or some fair. shit. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Um, until then, go watch Infinity War. It oh obviously God. needs do your it. money because it's not going to do well otherwise. It's not going to do well, guys. You really have film. to support this yeah. tiny indie <laughs> This tiny film. indie movie. Yeah. Uh, so, we will see you next week with our Infinity War thoughts. I'll be a ghost. All. Because when Steve dies, I die. Yeah. All sorts of TV. And uh, no black lightning, no black lightning. 
Very sad. But now we have... So many other shows. So many other shows. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, everyone. Keep on superheroing. Just no capes. Nope. And we'll see you next week. Same bad time, same power channel. Bam, power!